Hello, listeners to the ASI podcast. Some year-end thoughts from the archives. My name is Russ Shaw. But hey, we're going back to the archives. All right, I've got it. I've got to close this year out with some good stuff. There you go. <sighs> ASI247.org is the website. On the website there, there is a place where you can make a donation or become a co-producer to the podcast, a monthly co-producer like uh, John Cowboy, one of the guys who's in the co-producer seat to keep this thing rolling. By the way, who else kept it rolling? Listener Steve. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate that so much because this podcast does have monthly bills and it's not free, right? And that's one of the things about giving your money. I talked about that in the last episode. The, the, the act of generosity and financial generosity is part of that. So expecting things to change but not right wanting to have any skin in the game is a little unrealistic, all right? And again, I'm not some Christian shyster after your money. Go to ASI247.org, click on the Give page. There's some other places to give there, too. But this podcast could certainly use your help. ASI, again, ASI247.org. Today on the podcast, archives from the shortcuts. This is some stuff on another podcast I was doing called the ASI Shortcuts Podcast, where I put like mini episodes up. And this is Seth Taylor and I talking about the topic of purity as I'm closing out this year. Setting goals and resolutions for the new year. I don't know how old you are, but there's a surface level way of doing it that just doesn't work long term. And loosely defining the word purity or making purity some kind of a goal can be a hindrance more than it can be, right? It's like it's it's like going to the gym and psyching yourself up that you're going to lift 5,000 pounds, right? That sounds great. I'm going to do it, man. I got this. And then you get to the gym, right? So there's a sweet spot of not just behavior change, but heart change that I've seen people get into. I talked about that a little bit on the last podcast with the uh, the movie Scrooged, right? And the Charles Dickens' a Christmas Carol, that book has three different levels of, right? Not just levels, but like rock bottom moments. I don't know. That's what I'm after, a deeper sense, getting down to that deeper level to where the heart change takes place. Change the heart, change the mind, behavior changes over time. This is Seth Taylor and I on the topic of purity. We'll get into it right after this bumper from the band Everclear. So you got to set this up for you a little. Seth and I just had coffee at a Starbucks and we're sitting there talking about purity when a van full of Baptist kids pulls up somewhere during this conversation. Anyway, here you go. Yeah, I really hate the waiting. I hate not knowing if it's ever gonna end. I really hate running in circles. I hate the fact I did this again. I think I am my only friend 
here on the ASI Shortcuts Podcast. There goes my radio voice. I love, you know? I love when you kick into that just, voice. Ah! That's the first thing when I heard you the first day. I was like, whoa, he's got an awesome voice. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. I, I tried to do some uh, like voiceover stuff, and people said, Russ, you should do voiceover. You but should. the funny thing is that I don't read real well. Oh, you don't <laughs> so read so good. Well, my reading yeah. is like I'm trying to read through, and then you have to hit these emotional, you know, they won't hit it. Because we're basically like a voice actor, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. doing my own thing. I'll, I will voice my own book, but as far as the other people's work, that's... I don't think I'll be yeah, doing that. Yeah. But anyway, I just went totally <laughs> off topic. Today, Seth and I, Seth being on the podcast, I wanted to thank a guy named Brent, listener Brent, for donating the money that is going to keep the ASI Shortcuts podcast on SoundCloud for the next year. So he's funded that. Not only that, but on SoundCloud... Um, I only could have like seven or eight episodes up at a time. I think it's a certain amount of hours you can have. So I would delete old ones. And now when I do this seven dollar a month thing, um, that that listener Brent helped fund, then I, all the all the podcast can still be up. So you can hear all the material and it'll be great. And we, we thank the generous donation from uh, listener Brent for that. Thanks, Brent. Yeah. Good guy. That way I get to be on his podcast more. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting here in the Starbucks parking lot just across the street from where the Seahawks practice. Thinking on and wanting to uh, tease out this word purity. Yeah. You hear that a lot in Christian circles. There's books on it. There's material on it. There's podcasts on it. There's people. Hold on. I got to roll out the window here. It's freaking getting hot. There we yeah. go. Um, so purity there's there's so much talk on purity and this word bugged me in the beginning Seth yeah because I know that it's in the Bible like Paul talks about sexual purity but maybe it's like uh, what, what are we talking about when we're talking about purity because I think there's a lot of confusion over that because I think for a lot of Christians it's sort of this correct me if I'm wrong it's sort of this in in outside in thing yeah. like you need to be pure because God says be pure so yeah well that's that's the thing man the word is the word is toxic it's a toxic word in our culture in the, in the Christian culture because and I don't know how we I don't know how we miss this this idea of of purity we, we were all taught that you have to be pure in your actions right your actions must be pure and it's the strangest thing in the world to look at the Christian gospel and somehow come away with this idea that God is telling us that we must be pure. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, like it's, it's a very odd thing to me with the ministry of Jesus and how pretty much everything he taught was looking straight at the... He's got a crowd of a thousand people. He's making eye contact with all the Pharisees while he just shoots <laughs> down this idea that we could ever be that way. Right. They, you know, he's saying... Be, when he said, be perfect as your Father in Heaven is perfect, he's looking at those guys. You can imagine, it's like, drop the mic, kind of walk away going, this it's not possible. Yeah. You cannot, this effort that you keep putting forth to with to live by the law and live by the standard was given to you so that you could understand that you cannot be this. Right. You know, and therefore, we fall completely into the arms of God. And we understand that we are loved beyond our actions. That is it. That yeah. is the whole thing. That pure, the only idea, it, it's like, it's like what's that, that Switchfoot song? He said, this shadow proves the sunshine. We yeah. don't know the love without the shadow. We have to understand that that's part of being human. 
It right. is. And anytime we are asked to be pure, that word itself is what we think of as water, right? Yeah. That water is pure. You can drink it. Yeah. Right? That's not human. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. are not, quote unquote, pure, nor can we be. But we seek yeah. out the clean water because that's, I mean, if you think about purity in those terms, I'm thinking back to my Mars Hill days, and I remember Mark had this, this metaphor and it's funny because it was challenged by another guy, a pastor, Kerry. This guy, I love this guy. He did some. He and I did some counseling, and he was a uh, uh, same-sex attraction, right? Gay man who who you know kind of went the hetero way because I don't know what, whatever his story is on that is a different whole other yeah. whole other issue. But one thing that he said about purity after Mark just said that looking at pornography was sort of like drinking out of the toilet. Right. And and he said he said something profound, and I thought it was really cool. He said, "You know what? Sometimes toilet water is wet, yeah. and even though we're looking for, we're drinking from the toilet because it's there's a reason for it. Yeah. So we get into the terms of sexual purity and mm-hmm. relationship, and I mean, there's so much more to just um, that clean, clear water." Sure. See, I, I think about all these metaphors come to mind of of distilling. Like I'm, I told you, I make my own whiskey, mm-hmm. and and w- that's been a fun yeah. <laughs> kind of a metaphor. It's like a living metaphor, like God teaching me patience yeah. and and purity, even yeah. through distilling. Because everyone ferments over li- uh, over time. That's what a, that's what a midlife crisis is, right? <laughs> It's like eventually yeah. your your stuff is fermented and it's time to distill yeah. and the heat comes in life and that could be through trauma it could be through yeah. a divorce or a strained relationship and that and that all that energy all that stuff it it, it reaches a boiling point right mm-hmm. I would, well I would say that the trauma and or the d- divorce and all that kind of stuff comes out of the trauma that, yeah that it's boiling inside you yeah. and it's getting hotter and hotter and we just become less capable of carrying it right it's like we were talking about earlier eventually all the structures we have in place just can't hold the weight anymore yeah they start to just shake yeah. and then it's almost like one of those classic things where one little bird lands on the top of it and the whole thing just comes <laughs> yeah, apart exactly. you know what I mean yeah <laughs> what, what is the old saying the straw that broke the camel's back it is it's right. the straw, very much the straw that broke the camel's back yeah and eventually that's the whole thing and 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 purity it's fascinating because you'll find that so many of the structures that we put in our life are in order to create the illusion of purity mm-hmm. right yeah. and eventually we just can't carry anymore so like you and I were talking about the benefits of accountability software on your phone and I'm going well the benefits are very clear but it, what it in the sense that it can keep maybe keep me give me a little distance between this and the yeah. addiction to it's me. like a fence right but there's no question there's no question that what I'm actually doing with that software is trying to maintain an illusion yeah that I am pure yeah you know what I mean that's all yeah, I'm trying, yeah, to yeah. trying to do the motivation to even download it is sort of an illusion totally I want to yeah. get clean from this stuff, which I think is good. I think that's a good motivation. Like I want, I want to see change. I'm sick of having. That was me, you know. It wasn't even a religious space. It was just, I hate that this behavior is controlling me, and I don't control it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And and so I would do things like that, or I would do kind of behavior mod stuff. Sure. Out of a motive, is it a pure motive, Seth? Could we use that pure, word? No. <laughs> yeah. So what would you th- what, what would you think the motive is? I guess it's we're talking in generalities, and it's hard to discuss this in a general term as, sure. as speaking to an audience of right. you know however many people are listening. Right. But well, I, I would say that we are because we are motivated. Human beings are complex 
consciously. We are very complex people, yeah, right? Because yeah. we are not one person. We are multiple people. And we have different parts of us that have different motivations, that have different actions, different thoughts, different feelings. Right. right? There's a part of us that is driven to do this thing, and there's a part of us that is driven to that. There's a part of us that wants to engage in the things that are going to make us healthier and happier and whole. Right. And there are things that there are parts of us that just want to medicate whatever pain that they're, they've been assigned to manage. You know, some people would call it the ego and the spirit. Yeah. You know, Carl Jung and these guys were using this different kinds of language for the, you know, Freud was like that. You know, different kinds of language for the different parts yeah, of the our subconscious. Yeah. Right. So those different parts of us have different motivations and manage things in different ways. Yeah. But purity is this, you know, that whole idea is this illusion that you're one person and then if you just get this right, you know, then we'll be okay. But it's a denial of the unconscious man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a denial of our humanity. And Jesus mocked it all the time with that, with, with language that was way over the top, you know? Yeah. yeah if your eyes cause you sin, pluck them out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. Hand causes sin, cut your arm off. Yeah. That's the thing. So, and he was basically, because he was always looking at this, this culture that he was in, the Pharisees yeah. looking at the religious law and how it placed burdens on the shoulders of people that they were not capable of carrying, is what yeah. he said. It's Matthew right? 23. Yeah. And, and, you, and they, they like, it's almost like they have some twisted sense of, oh, look at that guy struggling around all trying to obey. Right. Right. Yeah. And he's, and he's looking at all of them saying, you're whitewashed sepulchers. Yeah. You know? You, Clean you, the inside of the cup. Right. The outside of the cup will take care right. of itself. That's maybe what we've been saying. Yeah. Um, a recent message from a listener. Uh, I just need to get sober. Right. 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 And that's kind of what I said to him as well as what we've been talking about. That's part of this conversation. That's why you and I hit it off so much. It's like, clean the inside of the cup. Yeah. The outside of the cup, take care of itself. Yeah. And a guy like that, you can go, do you want, but what do you really want? Yeah, I want to be sober. Okay, well, go. You know, it's like it's like the rich young ruler comes to Jesus. What must I do to be saved? Oh, you know the law. You know, he says, yeah, all these things I followed since I was a youth. You know, great. Uh, oh, one more thing. <laughs> right. Anyway, and he and he didn't he didn't say you got to do this to be saved. What he was trying to say it's is it's the only place where Jesus tells a guy to do something too. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, theologically, well, all he did was go after his identity. Yeah, the things that the guy really holds to be his sense of who he is. Oh, yeah. one more thing. Sell everything you have. Come and follow me. Yeah. And all he was doing is like the thing that you hold to be the thing that makes you okay, that makes you pure in the eyes of God. Yeah. And that makes you safe. It makes you secure. Let that die. Yeah. No, I can't do that. And he walks away and just says Jesus loved him. But that's when he said that whole thing. Is, ah, you know, rich people can't see really see their suffering. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's easier for a camel to go to the eye of a needle than for a rich man to know the kingdom of heaven. All he's saying is rich people have a hard time seeing their own suffering and seeing how this stuff is holding them they don't hold yeah. it it holds them and they're miserable yeah. there's a lot of miserable rich there's people there's a lot of miserable rich people and there's a lot of miserable poor people yeah. and there's a lot of happy rich people and there's a lot of happy poor people that's right right because yeah. it all, because money is an energy that serves either ego or it can serve spirit you know same with like, sex it's like sex so the idea yeah. of purity is this stupid illusion that that waters all of us down to this simple kind of uh, you know automaton type type of people you yeah. know where you can just push a button and we'd be this certain way and therefore there's a god that will look at us in this black or white right. way yeah. excuse the alarm somebody's breaking in the car next to us <laughs> should we stop him <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's not that's not very pure pure of thoughts so. no yeah. <laughs> yeah but oh on. Oh, it's done. Awesome. There we go. But you see, this is live. This is why the podcast. I'm a professional, unprofessional. Yeah. Like I'm, and you're not gonna edit this? No, I'll just leave it. Just that's let it go. That's man. fine. That's it. great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, it, that's the thing, man. <laughs> this word purity, though, I gotta say it. That word purity is 
Like, I think it's one of the most toxic words in our Christian culture. Yeah. It literally is. It's one of those things where any idea, yeah. any belief that we are held to a standard... Seek purity. It's kind of like, yeah, it's the backwards of what Jesus was talking about, isn't it? It's like, run, uh, seek after purity. Yeah. Then you're not dealing with the hard stuff. Seek sobriety. You can get sobriety. What right. do we want, though? Do we want freedom? Exactly. Do we want, do we freedom? want freedom? Freedom is a greater thing. Yeah. Healing... Yeah equals freedom and then the healing part is the is the hard part but i think as long as we can and maybe this is part of that putting out the bait of purity mm -hmm. as long as we can think that we can go lift the thousand pound dumbbell at the gym yeah. and as long as we can get on our gym shorts and talk about it and tell our friends about it and all that energy is exposed i'm i'm gonna be pure i got an accountability partner and i'm yeah. doing this and i'm doing that well once you get to the gym yeah. <laughs> and you're you know you weigh 95 pounds and you can't pick up the thousand pound yeah. dumbbell then yeah. reality hits yeah. and that's where that's the beauty that's the pure part for yeah. me I don't know the good purity yeah. what we want is this external purity what I want is pornography not to control my life anymore but what I really need yeah. is to feel significant right I need right. to feel connected I need to feel loved yeah. I need to feel secure in my relationship I need to be okay to be naked in, in, in front of someone else. Yeah. Those are, those are the things we need. Right. Under That's the subconscious, sure. right? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, those, you know, you get in, we were talking about uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs earlier. Yeah, you know, yeah. Self-actualization, a sense of who I am. Yeah. It's the ultimate need, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I'm fascinated by the whole thing. We could talk about this for hours. <laughs> yeah, we could. Literally. But we're going to end the episode right here. Yeah. Seth Taylor, My Pilgrimage. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we do that. Yeah, mypilgrimage.com. Check yeah, it out. check that out. Yeah. And thanks again for being on the uh, the little podcast. I'm here. a friend. I'm like a sidekick. I'm like a Ed Donaldson to <laughs> Johnny Carson. Here. <laughs> okay. Just pop in once in a while. I'm like Kramer. I just barge. You're one the of door. the Jimmies. <laughs> there you go. There's those Jimmies, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, and thanks, thanks, guys, for listening. And, and seriously, um, we joke, but this is heavy stuff, and yeah. and and hearts and minds are at stake. And I, I've, I mean, I've talked to people that were just about suicidal over the fact that they can't see and do achieve purity on their own yeah. um, I'll give you the last word on that Seth what say, would you say? Well, I, I would say that to be honest that, that one of the things that's hardest for people to confront that are in that space is the fact that the God that we have constructed is a major part of that problem Yeah. because if there is a God that is demanding this of us then we've got a God problem yeah, you know, like, I couldn't measure up. I couldn't be yeah. good enough. I couldn't be pure enough. Yeah, and um, God is God is not like that. Yeah, and if our God is like that, I had a guy. I'll, I'll finish with this. I had a guy ask me the other day, and he was gay, and he says, "You know, I'm really afraid to. I know, I know, I'm gay. And I'm really afraid of of that. I'm going to burn in hell." Wow. And so he asked me. So I need two questions. I have two questions. One, is it a sin to be gay? And two, am I going to burn for this? And it was interesting because when I came to that second question, I said, you are not going to burn in hell for this. God is not going to burn you. God is not angry at you. I said, no. I said, your God likely will. <laughs> so your God will probably burn The God that you've constructed, and yeah. that's the God that has the shame and yeah. feeling yeah. the shame. We create God in our image. We yeah. shape our gods, and then our gods shape us. And then we wonder why so many people are on antidepressant medication and anxiety. Yeah. and Yeah. Yeah, we gotta avoid facing that God, but we have to we have to be able to face that God and then put that God on the cross and let that God die. Yeah, we really do because that's and that's part of putting ourselves to death. So.
The cross is so punk rock. I don't know. This is true. Yeah. As a van full of Christian Baptist kids get off the, <laughs> the bus right next to us. Oh, Look at that. That's just perfect. We'll end right there. Thanks again for listening, you guys. Bye.